Up for another edition of Due South by Southeast and Detective Scream with me as always is. Oh, I must be Mountie Michelle. I like the fact that you had to think about that. <laughs> with me as always is Dottie Baker as well. And joining us this week, our recurring guest is Mountie Nicola. So, uh, this week we've been watching, well, we'll, we'll get on to what we've been watching, but as always, we're we going to... We get straight into it. We, ne- we never do. That, <laughs> that never that, happens. That'd be the boring way of doing it. First of all, how's everyone's week been? How, how's everyone been? All right, I suppose. It's been a few weeks since we recorded, yeah. Nicola. Yeah, I've been good. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was good. Let's yeah. move. No, no, I, 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 I mean, I can add a bit if you want, if you really want. If what I, if I really, really want, I want a cigar, cigar, cigar. Well, we've got a spice on tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it is a spice from one of them. Anyway. One of them. We'll get um, to that, though. Okay, if you want to talk about our weeks. I've done some extra hours at work. If you want to. Exciting. Why are you being so conf- confrontational about this? We did this every week. We On this podcast, when we record, we talk about our weeks. And I say every week, okay, we, squ- we skip quite a lot of weeks for this podcast. <laughs> and sometimes I do filler episodes. But when we do one... We always yeah. talk about our weeks. Yeah, we do. That's very true. Um, yeah, so I've, I've squeezed a lot into this night's squee. That was good. Well, that was good. Come on. Again, confrontational. <laughs> squee. Squee. Um, yeah. Um, as well as doing extra hours, I've, I've taken up swimming again. I've, okay. I've forced myself into my swimming costume and I've got back out there. I thought, I really don't have a lot of excuses for not exercising. I've got a swimming pool and gym at the end of my road. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> not a lot of excuses. I've been down there working out a little bit in the water, of course, not in the gym. Don't do gym. Um, also, rehearsing for this play I'm going to be in. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to be in Old Crone or something. Yes, I, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and what are you being in the play, though? An Old Crone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no acting yeah. involved. I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what you I think that was, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was supposed to be. <laughs> That's what that was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Healthy. Yeah, well, I've got a I've got a coldy, fluy type thing, which generally hasn't been too bad today with the coughing and stuff. But instead, I've been getting really dizzy to the point where I'm struggling to get up and walk in a straight line. So that's been fun. But I'm drinking rum now, so yeah, I, so that's helping, I'm sure. Well, it's made the dizziness worse, but it's made me care a lot less. Okay, yeah. Uh, and this started last week when uh, yeah, last week. 
back at the end of March, beginning of April, when the other episode happened. <laughs> Everything's a week in hand right now, basically. So that happened the week before when I recorded that episode, the live one. I was at the Sci-Fi Weekender, which was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, um, I think that's where I caught what is uh, affectionately referred to as con lurgy. So basically, <laughs> well, everyone gets such adrenaline, everyone's having such a good time that I think it weakens the immune system, perhaps has a few drinks, and uh, then you're more susceptible to picking up. And you're around loads of people, so you're more susceptible to picking something up. Uh, so I came home and then over the days which came after, first of all, I thought my voice was just shredding, shredded because I was hosting panels there. But then uh, after a, a couple of days, I started to feel worse and worse and worse to the point where, yeah, now I've definitely got some sort of bug. So that's fun. Hey, awesome. Not. Uh, well, thank you. The 90s want their joke back, though. <laughs> I know, and I feel like maybe I should be a little bit more caring being in my nurse's uniform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you (laughs) came in dressed as a nurse. (laughs) You're acting like a meanie pants. What else happened to me this week? I got a new job. Uh, It's going to be starting in a month's time, but I just handed my notice of my old job, which is really cool. Same work, uh, but slightly less crappy pay. (laughs) And... uh, and it's close to home, so I'm not spending over 100 quid a month on travel. So that's automatically saving money. Yes, yeah, that is good news. Um, so that happened. Oh, my uh, other podcast, uh, Gallifrey Stands, is becoming a radio show. Did I tell this to you? No. Oh, yeah. I might want to mention that's that. That's becoming a radio show? Basically, what's going to happen is it's Krypton Radio, which is uh, the, the finest of internet radio uh, stations. When my show's gone up as a podcast a couple of days later they'll take it from the feed and they'll put it up on a friday in a radio format so it'll go on their radio station wow. two times a day i think it's six o'clock and midnight or something it, it's some i think six and midnight our time because that makes it radio friendly times in america so it's probably first thing in the morning and then in the afternoon in america I should learn the times. So that would probably help. But uh, but there's also a guy who, who basically got it put on the radio who uh, has been contributing to my podcast a little bit. He's now going to be coming on as a co-host and he's going to be hosting some bits of my podcast. Wow. And he knows all the stuff. So I'm going to have him go, so when is it on? You know, And he's going to say that kind of thing. So there's that. So, yeah, it's been a really pretty good week, actually. It's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so, Nicole, your week, your week? Yeah, very good, thank you. I've been working all week, um, had a charity event at work, and then I've got six days off now. Woohoo! Nice. And your work also tried to give you loads of extra work for an extra pay? They did. <laughs> very <laughs> kind of them. You said, oh. was, Yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just change my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is basically going to be the same job, though. But, yeah. Same yeah. job, but just different departments. So basically, they tried to add loads of stuff to your job. Yeah. When you said no, they knew they needed you for your accounts. And then they were like, uh, well, we'll change your job title and give you the exact same work and same pay and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Better, better hours. Yes. So not, here's a laptop, go work weekends and evenings. Yeah. So, <laughs> ain't work great. <laughs> and we're all pretty much on diets now, I think. Well, on, on no, I, I, I will correct myself because I try not to use the term diet. Lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes, because we're trying to eat better. And we spoke about this a bit last week. But I think I have lost lost some weight. Mm. Because last time we recorded, 
it's two weeks ago actually. We weighed me round at yours. Yes. My Fat Fighters Club. Yeah, we weighed. <laughs> but I don't have some bathroom scales, so I can't weigh myself here. I need to come back to mine and I will weigh you and I will give you some dust. Well, what I might do is tomorrow I'll try and uh, weigh myself around at my mum's to find out myself. But then next time we record, we will have a an update if I've lost some weight. But I've been basically eating a veggie diet. I haven't gone as far as vegan. Uh, now some other foods, when I have tried them, taste odd to me. Uh, and I've been eating mostly veg. It's like salts and sugars and stuff and fats are pretty much you know, a bare minimum. Mm. So, yeah, it's been really good. Um, and, yeah, you've lost a load of weight, haven't you? I think since we last did the podcast, I've lost, oh, I've got to think now, probably about five, six pounds. Yeah, and already you've lost quite a lot over the last like, year or so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've yeah. over the last year or so, I've, I've lost over, well over a stone. Yeah, I mean, you're... you're Nurse's uh, smock looks <laughs> like as well, it looks like it a tent now. Yeah, it does. It looks ridiculous. It's great. We're not allowed to say the PVC outfit anymore. No, that's the one you've got. Uh, no, yeah, that's. I don't have it. That, that's not regulation. PVC, no. <laughs> I tried wearing it once. I got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's not allowed. <laughs> and when he wore all your bloodstained one from work, Gary was very off put in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. you know, I just can't get it right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been weirder if he was turned on by that. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, so that's our weeks anyway. So uh, I'd just like to actually very quickly, before we get on to a certain mini Mountie Club, I want to give a quick shout out, if I can find it, to Jeremy Raddock, who, previous guest and friend of our show, mini Mountie number, Michelle? Yeah. Well, hold on, because you know how professional we are. No, fine. I, I've dropped the list on the floor. Fine, there's many months. I was going to fam. I was going to make it sound as if like this is all natural. So if no, you no, it's on the floor. I've got to pick it up. Oh, Christ's sake! So forty. Mini Mountie 40, forty. Jeremy Raddock has just got a brand new job. So uh, he's already working in uh, media. He works on a blog um, on the uh, Cape's Crusader. And now he's going to be starting with issue 13. He will be taking over as editor of the Image Comics, which is a really uh, prestigious brand now. It's kind of like... It's kind of like third, I think, in my... Or it's suddenly up there after DC and Marvel. Of the other brands, it's it's really well-placed. Uh, so it's going to be Image Comics series Rose by Meredith Finch and Ig, or Oak. I think it's Ig. I think it's capital I-G. Okay. Gurara. I've not heard of those two people, but it's a really cool thing. And the 13th issue, that's fairly young in a comic's life, so he can still make his mark on it. And he's going to be editor, so that's really cool. And we're really proud of Jeremy, and congratulations. Um, Yeah. And I uh, hope everyone enjoyed uh, the episode last week, by the way, which was uh, my, as I say, my uh, highlights from uh, Sci-Fi Weekender. And that was with uh, the Cloven Hoof Rum, which I'd just like to give a Cloven shout out to you again. Rum. Yeah, so Michelle. Yes. Um, I have not tried this. You've got to listen back to that podcast. Because mm. as we record, this is before it's gone up, I'll be honest. Um, but it's Raise the Hoof. Nice uh, tagline nice. on it. And uh, it's, oh, it's really nice. We've got to do an episode where we get a bottle of that in. Because we okay. had... One uh, shot, I me, it was me and one of the guys who was working at the stall who's kind of uh, works for the company, had a uh, monster hoof, which was a uh, spiced monster hoof, in fact, 
which was the with their overproof drum. It was really nice, really cool. Sorry, my voice is really going now, so I'm going to have to throw over to you in a second. But uh, enough of that, Michelle. It's time uh, to learn. Well, let's do Mini Mind Club, then we'll talk about what rum we're drinking. Thank you very much, Johnny White Trash. It's good of him to pop on Skype just to say that every week. It's great, yeah. Every week. Every week. And and Matt Leash comes in to play his uh, xylophone. (laughs) Thank you for nodding on a podcast, Nicola. That helps a lot. I thought I was just here to drink and nod. That was my. I know that was my job. Fine. Okay. I'm going to give you a job. Later on, I'll give you a random bit of research, which I want to have you to have at your fingertips at the moment I ask for it. I'm not going to tell you what it is in advance. I'm just going to assume you're going to have it on your phone. So, so I'm just going to do that. I, I think you're up to the challenge. Okay, I'll just nod. Right. <laughs> and drink. <laughs> nod and drink. That's what I try. But Michelle. Away with every week. Michelle. Yes. Well, of course, they, I know you'll have some mini Mounties to add <laughs> to the club, as always. Well, no. So I'll just do it on my own again, shall I? Would you? Once again. Would you? Next week, you, uh, you've you got to at least have one. I've got two. I, you know, I will try, but I seem to have run out of people that used to watch Do South. I, I will dig deep. Find random people. Pull I'm them off the street. I don't care. in the street and yeah. I will stop them and ask them, shall I? <coughs> oh, God, my, my, my voice is going to go in a minute. Okay, very quickly, my two mini Mounties this week. Yes. One was my guest last week on the special uh, live from Sci-Fi Weekend to show, Mr. Ross Mullen, who uh, was in Doctor Who. So in brackets, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Slash Game of Thrones. White Walker. That's who he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So you've you've heard of him? Or heard of that character? Oh, absolutely. Love Game of Thrones. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, Ross, lovely chat, really great, great bloke. He spoke to us about Canadian acting last week, and uh, he's going to join us again soon for his top 10 Canadians. Nice. And the other one, uh, the. Well, now, we've already got two podcasts on the list. That's uh, my friend Spindles, his good wife Emma, and they put me up while we we're on the way to the Sci Fi Weekender. And I, I met, as I met last year, at the Sci-Fi Weekender, their daughter, who kindly agreed to be a mini-mounty. Nice. So that's uh, Megan Pothast. Okay, and you know I'm all up for getting your kids in on the mini-mounty list if anyone else has got any kids they want to add. Yeah, yeah. We've already got Nicholas' kids. So. We have? Oh, yeah. yours are one Okay. Does it have to be <laughs> a human well, we, we, we yeah, human yeah, and, and Dottie, Dottie chose her puppy, who is a stuffed toy, so. <laughs> well, I could add Murphy then, because he's my, uh, he's my little boy. Oh, yeah, your little Murphy. doggy boy. He's my little fur baby. Yeah. And he's, he's 13. Little fur so baby's, baby teenager. sounds like you, something you'd call something else, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> oh. A little teenage doggy. So Murphy, Nicola's very little boy. Or yeah, this? yeah. Put that in brackets. <laughs> fur baby. And what is fur baby in brackets? Fur baby, fur baby fur in brackets. Baby. He's okay. my little boy. He's my teenage. I, I assume his surname's Gosling. It is indeed. Right. Fur baby Gosling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On the list. Okay. There you go. He'll love that. So now we finish the serious business <laughs> of the mini mountain club. It's not just for laughs. 
Serious? What? How many are we up to now? Well, so, yeah, we three. Did you read out the numbers? No, not as we went along. So, so we've got Jeremy Raddick at 40, Ross Mullen at 41, Megan Pothast at 42, and Murphy. Have you just added Jeremy Raddick again? No, you said that we... No, I said, him. what was his number? We've already added him. I asked oh. you to read out his number. I didn't say to re-add him. That's I thought you said we were adding him. We can't add two. The same person. Jeremy Raddick? Yeah. Are you sure he's on here? Well, it better be. You meant to have done. Well, I can't see Can that. I have a look at this? You may. Oh, this is professionalism in action. I told you to add Jeremy before, so he's not on here. He should have been. Uh, I'm just going back over all the esteemed mini Mounties on this historic document. Well, I did, because I said he was on the podcast. We've got to add him as the, you know... As a mini Mountie, because he's been a member of the show. Of course, anyone who's been on the show has to then become a mini Mountie. I mean, he's that's on it just... now, but I don't think he's been on it before. I'm just double checking because I don't want to get to the end of the list and then find we've double added someone. Can you imagine the scandal in the mini Mountie club if we did that? It'd be national news, wouldn't it? Have you tried looking at number 33 on the same page? Oh, on the same page, yeah. Right, so we're, we're short of a 40. Cross out Jeremy Raddick. Um, oh. Right, anyone got anything on this? All these numbers afterwards. No, no, don't. Just leave the number. Or have you already done it? Have well, you done it? Well, there's no point. Well, I thought we could cross out Jeremy Raddick and then we could put someone else in his stead. Oh, okay. So anyone got anything? Anyone got anyone? It would be non-human like... if I did. Well, what, what were you thinking? Well, Ross, the guinea pig. It's good enough for me. Ross, Michelle, or more point, Mini Mounty Prime Neves, guinea pig. It's Mini Mounty Forty. Are your pickles on there? They're not actually. Right. Oh. So we'll save them for next time, though. A backup in case you can't Ross. think of anyone else. Just backup. My pickles are backup to no one. Oh, Bowie and Mercury Shaw are no backups. They're Have we definitely not added Ross before? No, we haven't. Not Ross. I hope not. <laughs> not Ross. No, no, no. I know Dottie's on the list. Is Mario on there? That's a good point. I don't think Mario is. Oh, the things we could add. <laughs> okay, let's let's say Mario. The things. No, we're not the things. Mario's <laughs> not just the thing. Well, I couldn't say the, the people. The, the things. The animals we could the add. The animals, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. I right, save, save it, save it, save it, save it. Okay. We might have a few more pets going on the list. <laughs> pets can be mini mounties. We're happy with that. So if you've got a pet you'd like to add to mini mounted club. If you don't want to be on the list yourself. No, no, be on the list yourself as well. You go on the list and your pet goes on the list, but right in and we'll add you all. Okay. So that's the end of mini mounted club. So Nicola this week. Seeing as uh, we bought the rum this week, we went out and grabbed it. Well, we what, did. what rum are we drinking? Not a scoop. I can't remember the name. Um, and do you know what? We normally, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've been doing like an Instagram picture as well. We haven't even got the rum in the room to do the Instagram picture. Well, you go and get the rum and uh, we'll, we'll vamp. And... We need to do some pictures of the rum. Can you go and get the rum then? I'm getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm old. I'm slow, okay? But it's happening. <laughs> 
Maybe you can't see me because I'm that slow, but I'm moving. So, uh, Nicole, last time you came round, we watched the second part of a two-part of Due South. We did. This time you got to enjoy a Due South anew, like from full the beginning. Episode, I did. No, you watched a full episode before, but it was part two. Oh. You watched a full adventure, is what you mean. If we're being picky, yes. No, if we're being correct, is what you mean. <laughs> So what was it like watching your first like full adventure? Did it make more sense this time? Cause it I... did. It was very good. I enjoyed it. Good. Well, it's uh, it's been fun. Oh, the alcohol's so... arrived. Yay! <laughs> so Saved got... by the bell. We got two rums. <laughs> oh, oh, just just that. to prove the rums are here. <laughs> We're not faking. Banged on my foot. You did forget the coke though. <laughs> That's not metaphor. <laughs> well, yeah, but we don't need those in the photo. So, um, how are we gonna take the photo? Can you take the photo? Okay. And then you can send there, across. We can take on my iPad if you want. Okay, I can give it a go and see what you okay. think. Okay. So this is the photo. By, by the way, so the rums we're dealing with here are. Uh, oh, I've got to get you both in, haven't I? No, I just get Michelle in. It's fine. <laughs> so the rums we're dealing with this week are Chairman's Reserve Rum Original from San Lucia Distilleries and Old Hopkin White Rum. So Old Hop King, mm. a very, a um, always a, a favourite of this podcast yeah, do you like the, from um, Aldi. Hopkins rum. Yeah, oh, Hopkins. No, Hopkins, not Hopkins. Sorry. There's no S there. I've added an S. There's no S there. Hopkins. I did that as well earlier. Got yeah, and you're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> and they, that's from uh, from Aldi. So, um, yeah, if you're in the UK, go to Aldi. It's, it's good rum. Mm. And the other one uh, was uh, Nicholas Pick. Yes, Chairman's Reserve. Um, it's nice. I think we sort of said it was like a rum, but it's also a bit like a bourbon as well. Which is it's funny. It's got that element it's to funny, it. funny because the Cloven Hoof, which I mentioned earlier, had those whiskey undertones. That was more of a whiskey mm. whiskey than bur- bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Um, oh, do you know what? I'm just reading on the back here. Are you reading the tobacco? Bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It leads to... It hasn't got tobacco in no, it, by no, the way. No, but it says, you know, this... Medium body texture leads to a mellow mix of ripe raisin fruit, tobacco, and vanilla mm. on the finish. By the way, <laughs> just as a note, everyone, would you recommend this rum? I'd say, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Yes, actually, I'm really, really enjoying it. I did, I think, after a couple, yeah. I, I actually liked it more. Yes, and, and, and after the curry, which fair. we had. Oh, that was yes. Because I made a veggie curry, and that was very nice, and that uh, t- yeah. paired very well with it. Yeah. And I'm doing mine with uh, orange juice, fresh orange juice, because I can't even do the cheapy uh, orange juices anymore. That's how much my <laughs> taste buds have changed. I can taste all the artificial sugars really? in a lot of the other juices. And the Old Cop King, uh, we definitely recommend. That's a really nice oh, white yeah, rum. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So that's the rums done. That's the mini Mounties taken care of. So, Michelle. Yes. What episode did we watch this week? Ooh, hold on. Let me get me notes. I, I want to say this right because they've got it written down wrong. For on the DVD the menu, what they've done, they've, they've shortened it to make it fit in. Yeah, so it's a hook and a handsaw. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to break with tradition here because usually we play all our clips in order. Here is, if I can find uh, which menu I'm going for on my iPad here. Ah, oh, here's GarageBand. So here's a clip from near the end of the show where they where Fraser reads out the quote which that's taken from. He said something, and I was just trying to remember where I heard it. My father used to quote it from him. I am but man 
Trinidad north northwest. When the wind is southerly, I know the difference between a hawk and a handsaw. You know how And we decided that should be southerly by southerly eastly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now Nicola, and I'm not giving you any time to prep this. The research I want you to on the spot do is find out where the quote Hawk and the Handsaw comes from. Well, we know where it comes from, from Shakespeare. But what does that mean? We do. I mean, because Nicola, we're both confused here. We want to know. Okay. No vamping. You're not going to have me endlessly talking on, so you've got to have to look it up and even keep going once you've looked it up. I shouldn't do this because my voice is going, go on, Nicola. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so, the Handsaw, or also known as the heron saw, is a small bird. So it's the difference between a small bird and a hawk, which is a predatory bird. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and it says here, sorry, to finish, a hunter would be expected to know the difference. I like this, you see, but I don't know how the wind would affect that. Mm. Maybe it affects the noise that it makes. Cause, oh. Sorry, I've got a little bit more here, which oh. is interesting. Sorry, I don't want to no, please. take over. Right, after saying the hunter would be expected to know, birds generally fly in the direction of the wind. If the wind flies north, the sun gets in the hunter's eyes and he can't distinguish between the two birds. Ah. If the wind is south, the bird flies with its back to the sun and can be easily distinguished. Oh, oh nicely done. Oh, yeah. Very nice. And you certainly didn't have that prepped earlier. No, but thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. You were about to read that out to us earlier. I was like, no, save it, save it, save it. Uh, You were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to be sorry. I just thought it'd be cool on the show. Um, But yeah, because I was thinking to begin with, it would be Hawk and Hansel would be an audio idea. Mm. It's very appropriate for a podcast. Is the idea that the sound of a hawk or a handsaw sawing something, as in literally a handsaw, like a, a, a tool. So I'd never even imagined it would be about birds. So you guys, I mean, I, yeah, I saw that's where my mind went. That's really comfortable. You've blown your mind. You have. A blonde Didn't you blow my mind this time? Didn't you? Oh, oh fucking dear. hell. Again, my voice was working. That would have been beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Closer. Yeah, that's pretty much what it sounded like. Yeah, because my voice is going. I'm ill, woman. Yeah, we, we don't normally sound so good. Anyway, moving on. Ooh, <laughs> so <Richie>. Michelle. <laughs> the bitch is back. Yeah. Anyway. Did you go anywhere? <laughs> no. Tell you what, do you want the other clip or have you got another do note not, before we, the opening clip? We pretty much start with the opening clip, don't we? Which is a really good one, actually. I know, like, like the, the not normal. Yeah, ones, I, I think we, because I just said, it's like, should I just start recording for the first clip before we've even heard it? Because we always record the first clip now because it's always a cool always really Benny good. Ray scene. Yeah, and this, and this one, is, it doesn't disappoint. This is a clip we're calling this week Ray Got Mummy Issues. <laughs> I've named all the clips this time. Have you? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty strong. Because every two years and I still get the jitters. Trust your own judgment, Ray. Professional, though they know you've rehearsed your answers. Ah, they may suspect, but they won't be able to prove it. 
Now, I go in there unprepared, and they say brother, and I say naked. I'm going to be explaining myself away for the next two weeks. You say naked? Well, I'm talking hypothetically. Oh, I'm sorry. It just sounds as though you were drawing upon personal experience. Well, you know, me and my brother, we used to take baths together when we were younger. But what's wrong with that? Well, nothing. It just seemed like a wrong response. You see? You see? Even you're reading stuff through this. You say something innocent like that, and the next thing you know, they're trying to convince you that you're seeing your mother naked. You had dreams of your brother naked? I said brother. You said mother. I know what I said. I said brother. It's my dream. I should know who's in it. Well, how long have you been having this dream? There is no dream. I made it up. I, I love that clip. Uh, and the thing I love about it is that Ray and Benny just seem to be getting better as the episodes go on at bouncing off each other. They already had natural chemistry as partners, uh, double act, not partners like that, Michelle. I know you've had those <laughs> Sorry, dreams. that's my dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they definitely seem to be bouncing off each other more naturally. And there's almost a vaudevillian routine that they're going into there. Mm. I absolutely love this scene. It's pretty, and I, I love the fact that, you know, Ray is going for the psych test. And he's so nervous about it that he's, he's coming up with things that, that you know, normally wouldn't mean anything. But he's getting so wound up about it. Yeah, it's funny. He goes like, actually, come to think of it, my brother and I did take baths. But what's, what's weird about that? Yeah, but like, who did? Have, have baths with their brothers and sisters when they were younger. Everybody did when they were kids. Um, now all of a sudden it's become an issue. No, I, I didn't, Michelle. That's just weird of you. Um, no, I did. This, um, this. The weird thing is, the parents take fights of it. <laughs> yeah, so when do you want to sit around and look at those? I don't get when the point is where you go, it's like, that's the naked together. Like, I don't get where the pleasure is in that. But did you take... You took pictures of your kids doing that. Uh, well... Which sounds really more true story than I meant it to. A little bit weird, in a different way. Um, um, I remember taking pictures of of Blake when he was having a bath as like a tiny, tiny, tiny baby, like before his sister was even around. And it, I think there was like one or, or two pictures. And I have to say that as a mother, I was thinking as I took those pictures, this is going to be funny when he's older. <laughs> So basically, you took them for the only reason that they could possibly ever be taken. So when they bring a girl or boy yes. home... <laughs> yes, pretty much. It was just for laughs when he's older. And I and I was thinking that at the time when I took... For the record, Nicholas not nodding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to her daughter, but to Danny. Yeah, I mean, I've got a boy and a girl and I don't have pictures of them together in the bath. But that is probably more to do with the fact that... You know, very, very shortly after birth, my son developed a fear of water and bath time became horrendous. <laughs> As in, you put him in water, he screams and screams and screams. And him and his sister never had baths together because it was just a horrific moment. Every time my son had a bath as a child, it was horrendous, horrific. He's 14 years old. He still can't swim properly because he's had such a fear of water from, from being a baby. Yeah, I've forgotten that. I remember you saying about it now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Still, it's still a slightly ongoing issue. Nowhere near as bad as it used to be. I can get him to wash occasionally now. You know, he's 14, so he's at that age. Yes. So it's difficult so anyway. He struggles so for different reasons. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely different reasons now. So I don't have the embarrassing pictures of the siblings together, but hell yes, I have embarrassing pictures of him as a tiny, tiny baby. Yeah, and... Um, I believe, Nicola, your mum took photos of you with your sister in the bath, which was weird because they're like 20 years older than you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you look, 
funnily enough, you know me up perfectly for that joke because you told me only earlier today that your, your siblings are so much older than you. Yeah, but I didn't actually tell you that I was in the bath with them. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, no. I know. Wasn't I, said, I said you I set said... me up for the joke. I didn't say that you did that, really. <laughs> what I said was I am the youngest of six and there's a little bit of a gap between me and my next sister because they only... They only went for five We said a little children. bit of gap. How, how, how many years? They only went well, for five children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're Irish travellers, though, so that is... <laughs> no, wait a minute. They're not Irish travellers at all. What, where are they travellers from? My dad comes from Romany his, uh, Romany yeah. background. Is travellers a bad word? No, not at all, but he's not yeah. Irish background. But is he a traveller? Well, yeah, he comes from that... You seem to be trying yeah. to avoid the word traveller. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't... Uh, I... He didn't follow the what you would consider probably a traveller's lifestyle, so... Yeah, I only said Irish because that's in my head. I'm, I'm my one family. of six and my older sister's a lot older than me and I was the baby at what, the end. What, what's the age gap between you and your nearest sibling? Eight years, nine years. OK, that's not so... It's not, so no, yeah. no. It's yeah. just the oldest sister's 20 years older than me. That's what makes it... There you go, there's the gap. 20 years thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But we were never naked in the bath together because that would be weird. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't find a big 20. enough bath. You tried it, but it's like <laughs> you broke you the bathtub. What about me? Well, there's six of you. But I couldn't... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there's six of you. How big would that bath have to be? Yeah. <laughs> six of you. Five of you, are, or at least four of them are adults by that stage, you know? Well, actually, five of them were pretty much grown up by that stage. Yeah. So you're saying it's an insult that you couldn't fit in with five adults into a bath. But as I explained, my dad for adults was and actually one of 19. Yeah. So that was a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you said, oh, you need a swimming pool for you and all your siblings, would he go, oh, you're calling me fat? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> well, that escalated. Yeah, yeah, I can't see how this isn't about yeah. G-South at this stage. <laughs> Okay, this is a section of the podcast I call We've Got Issues. <laughs> yeah, let's work them out. But yes, to, to bring it back to the episode, I mean, I don't find it strange that as a, a detective you're having a psych review. What I did find strange at the beginning was that you have to go to a psychiatric facility to have a psych review as a detective. Yeah, that, wouldn't, wouldn't that be done at yeah, the police station? That, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Um, yeah, that, that was like that just kind of struck me at the beginning. It was like, well, it's a bit weird that you've got to go to. Well, it sounds horrible to say like a loony bin, but I mean, they, that's how they made it. Yeah, like, you get a psychiatric doctor or nurse to come to the precinct and, and go through all the yeah. precinct. You'd you would imagine. I mean, or, it's a tough job being a detective and a police officer. I, I you know I don't see there's anything wrong with having these psychiatric reviews just to make sure you're coping okay with the job and everything. But they made it look like they're taking you to a psychiatric facility to make sure you haven't gone mad. Yeah. On the job. Yeah. Um, but I think we both liked the way um, Ray was dressing. Well, we did notice, whoop, whoop, it's the fashion police <laughs> on Ray again. But uh, it's it's one of those things whereby the plot dictated what he was wearing. Mm. So as opposed to him dressing some in something more seriously, and they might have plotted this in given the nature of the episode, because there are some more serious moments. But I think, yeah, it was because he was going for a psych evaluation, so he had to be in shirt and tie. Very posh coat, I noticed. I really yes. like that. But yeah. but we did notice his flamboyancy went to the tie when he mm. couldn't wear the flamboyant shirt. It was like they'd used one of his uh, Hawaiian shirts and cut, <laughs> cut a tie out of it. Yeah. yeah. 
which is nice. It was a nice touch. It was like, yeah, if Ray was, was dressing up, he'd put his flair there. Yeah, I mean, he had to have a little bit of flair, didn't he? And, yeah. and that was nice because it didn't make him look any less smart. But there was a little bit of his his personality shining through, so that was nice. Even the coat had a little bit of a colour to it, which is nice. Like, yeah. it's a kind of greeny number, but it was... Uh, but yeah, but when you pointed out, kind it was of very kind of like, yeah, it was very kind of smart and angular and... Oh, no, no, that wasn't Ray, that was Fraser's. Oh, was that Fraser's point? Because I was looking at Ray. Oh, because Ray looked very, very mm. smart, and I think... That was his thing of, like, he always wears bold colours. Mm. But then when Fraser was standing next to him in his uh, leather jacket, he was wearing a leather jacket, but it wasn't a kind of, like, cool, kind of, like, uh, sort of, like, easy <laughs> leather jacket. It was very angular. You yeah. looked at the lines on it. It stopped just below his waist very precisely. It it looked almost tailored to him. Kind of tailored leather. Exactly. Which, well, it, it kind of almost... It did look cool on him. Mm. But it kind of took away that cool bad boy, uh, uh, you know, just like, oh, I just threw this thing on look. By the fact that it looked like it was tailored to him, yeah. which is perfectly uh, Benny. Yeah. I mean, that's very him, isn't it? Oh, by the way, I didn't... Oh, forget it now. I didn't read out the IMDb explanation. No, Oh, slacking. Uh, so basically, they go to this nut house, as Michelle put it. Uh, no, they go to this uh, mental facility. I think I said loony bin, thank you. <laughs> they go to this mental facility to for Ray's evaluation, and they bump into this guy. Well, this guy goes onto ledge to threaten to commit suicide. Mm. Benny saves him and then takes up uh, this sort of case. Basically, the, the guy saying that his brother's gone missing... And uh, so Benny and Ray go looking for him and uncover this kind of uh, underground world at the mental facility where they're, you know, doing stuff with the patients and not like that. <laughs> and and bumping them off. Mm. And they get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now I've got to read my own writing. Which I'm Should have just looked at IMDb. That would have been a lot more concise. Yeah. I'm trying... Maintain the right. That is like I've that is the uh, Canadian, the Mounties um, motto. Oh, Maintain yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many yeah, people, yeah. Michelle, and I'm yeah. sure you got this wrong, think <laughs> that it's uh, that they always get their man, but it's actually maintain the right, maintain the right which yeah. is something I know and isn't mentioned in the episode. Mm. It's a good job you know that because I completely forgotten. I wrote it down. I completely forgot the meaning of it. So I'm um, I'm good. You good? I'm good. You. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. <laughs> you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nikki? <laughs> I'm fab. Yeah. I'm nodding and I've got drink. <laughs> I'm actually running out, but I am still nodding. Oh, yeah, I'm getting... I'm starting to run out too. Oh, so, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right, you guys on, talk more. Talk, on. These, uh, talk, got, read your notes. The girls right. are... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So, that's a nice little well, thing, which Benny... And I think he brings it up as well, like, in another episode. I'm sure there's one of the ones with his dad where he brings up maintain the right is actually a phrase. Because his dad's going, come on, son... We always get our man. That's not even our phrase, like our catchphrase or our um, our motto. Motto, yeah. But anyway, at the um, loony bin, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, at the cuckoo farm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's the PC way to say it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this guy's on the ledge threatening to jump off. Benny goes out onto the ledge, as of course he does. You'd expect him to do that. So, yes. You know, to bring this guy in and get him off the ledge. 
Um, but he almost jumps only when he grabs him. And I just want to point out, because I liked it, and I know this isn't something you came up with, the shoe falls off. Yeah. And uh, what did you say when the shoe fell off? Well, I mean, I'm just a bit concerned. Did the shoe make it? Did the shoe die? I mean, you've got to worry about these things, because shoes do have soles. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, you get it right this time. time. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I've learned. <laughs> and I'd like to thank Red Dwarf for that joke because I think it was in the first series they used that. Yeah. No, so... second series. It was in the episode. Um, what might have been better than life? It's one of the second series. If you know, please write in. <laughs> Where were they writing, Michelle? Oh goodness knows. <laughs> Wait, you want me to go through them now? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. Where now? were they writing? Because oh. well, because they'll be busting a gut to write in to tell us which episode. Everybody we're writes talking. letters nowadays. Well, we get emails occasionally. We've, we've had a couple, not many. <laughs> It might well, be, it might be because you don't tell, tell don't the email address. It's was it juiceoutbse at gmail dot com. Well, it'd be even better if you didn't say in the questioning tone. But yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's Where would they gram us up on Instagram? Uh, oh, don't start me on Instagram. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> it's always Instagram. I've never even been on Instagram. I don't know what. Um, juiceoutbse at instagram dot com. No, no, there's I no instagram dot no com. Juiceoutbse. Thank you. At juiceoutbse. Uh, what about say if they wanted to tweet us up? Um, then they can get us at juiceoutbse. Yeah, exactly the same as Instagram. Nice and easy. Uh, what if they want to visit our MySpace? <laughs> okay, uh, Facebook. Facebook, they can find us at Do Self by South East. But they, what, what would they go to though? A person, a page, or a group, or what? I don't know. I'd imagine it's a group. Yeah, it's a group. That's correct. Yeah. There you go, Michelle. That wasn't too painful, was it? It's always painful. <laughs> but do you know what? I had my own. I, it sounds quite sad, actually. I had my own little joke. Okay. Because um, you know, this guy's on the ledge. He's looking for his brother. His brother's called Ty. Yeah. His brother died. Ty died. Ty died. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleased with it. <laughs> oh, we got a clip, which I called that. Oh yeah, there's a clip. So I hope it corresponds. <laughs> yes. Um, clip two. Oh, yeah, it's to do with the priest. Have you, is this the priest one? Well, this is clip two. It's a clip we like to call tie-dye, and I believe it's where the they're talking to the priest. Because yeah. basically, they go on a bus, and they, they, they try loads of buses, asking the bus driver what the guy on the ledge told them, which is to look out for... Um, Mike's Mike's house? house. Mike's house, yeah. Yeah, anyway. And they find out it's the, uh, it's the church's house, halfway house mm. to help out people. And it used to be the immaculate conception of the Mike's house, Michael's, St. Michael's, Mike whatever. Got pregnant with the immaculate conception. Oh, the immaculate whatever of Michael's, St. Michael's house thing. And they shortened it to Mike's house. Excuse me. Oh, that's better. Lovely. So there's going to be some wonderful sound effects in this episode. <laughs> so um, just them talking to the priest, which we'll get onto his accent in a minute. Mike's house. The first one burnt down about four years ago. We couldn't afford to rebuild. 
So we just rented a place and opened up again. Too many of our young people are turning to crime. We try to subtly put a little bit of spirituality back into them. If they don't see it coming, they may not know it happened. <laughs> I just wish it had happened for time. Was he a bad kid? No, he just took the drugs. Showed great promise. Natural athlete. Look out to his brother Walter. I walked him in all city. Now there was a nice boy. Man? Right. You know him? Yes. Do you know where we can find Ty? He died about five years ago. I'm sorry. Because Ty died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 the, the thing which I really recorded that for was, I was thinking, that guy's accent doesn't sound right. I was thinking, that's that's not an Irish guy. I looked it up, is an Irish actor. But you came up with some good reasoning on this, Michelle. Well, I did think, you know, he's an Irish actor, but he's living in America. You know, sometimes, you know accents rub off and that can kind of mix up your accent a little bit so I think yeah maybe he's, he's a genuine Irish man living in America and slightly losing the accent which in fairness yeah I should have faked it in you know if someone is living there for long enough they, their accent yeah. can change you also saying something if you remember I don't know was I what did I say maybe the director or the production team asked him to do that maybe they did <laughs> Yeah, uh, she came up with the theory that maybe it was the production set. It's like, could you just do the accent a bit larger, maybe? Yeah, good to have you here. Uh, I've so. run out of drinks now. I've run out of drinks that's, too. That's it. Oh, um, for Christ's sake. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what. So I can drink for a bit and rest my voice. Sure, there you go. Yay! You have the microphone. Don't hold it too close to the... Uh, to the, to the, to the yeah. There you go. Is that good? Am I good? Yeah. Well, so my next um, note was sniffing, sniffing snow. So they, Benny and Ray, they head back to the loony bin, as I think we're now calling it. No, yeah. we're not. We're not. <laughs> Is so it just me? I've, I've worked as a council working mental health still. I'm not calling you that, just for the record, in case anyone hears this, I treat mentally health. Mentally health? Mentally health people. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I treat mental health very seriously. Good for you. Yeah. And so do I as a nurse. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not putting my, my job on the line there. I would never call a psychiatric facility that. It's just the way it's portrayed in this programme, I wouldn't say is it, it's portrayed as a proper, nice mental health facility. Well, it's showing <laughs> how some people with mental health are treated, in all fairness. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um. Anyway, so back to the mental health facility, and they're looking outside because... You know, Walter, when he was up on the on the ledge, he he felt that somebody had jumped off that ledge previously and landed on that floor below. And they were looking at the floor, and there's snow on the floor, and there's snow elsewhere. And Benny's looking at this, and true Benny style, he starts sniffing the floor. You know, when does he not sniff something? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was waiting for him to lick it. <laughs> I know, he didn't lick it, unfortunately. We, we love it when he licks the floor. <laughs> or something weird and disgusting. Um, so he's looking at it, he's sniffing it, and he thinks, actually, this has been recently bleached. So he's coming to the conclusion that actually somebody has come off this roof, they have landed on this floor, they've tried to clean it up, and they've bleached it. This yeah. is the conclusion that he has come to. Well, don't get distracted at any point, but keep going. Yeah, no, you carry on. I'm not getting distracted at all. No, 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 no. 
So moving on from this scene, we actually get quite a nice little Walsh scene. He doesn't appear very often in this episode. Is that mine? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Nicholas. Distractions. Yeah, don't get distracted, Michelle. Keep going. So sorry, so unprofessional. Um, We get a nice little Walsh scene, was what I was saying. Not in that accent. I said it in my normal one, but... Yeah, yeah, Walsh... um... Yeah. There's a crime scene. So yes. Ray and Benny turn up at a crime scene. Walsh is there. And actually, Walsh, Walsh says to them, oh, you, well, he says to Ray, you didn't turn up for work yesterday. Yeah, yeah. he said, I missed you. And then I realised why, because you weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> and, and what I loved about it was, uh, and I've got the microphone back, so yeah, the quality's back. Ah, so the, what, I, what I liked about that was, what I liked about that was, uh, it was kind of this... He said it without saying what he says most episodes, which is like, why have you found a case when you've got an effing stack? Why do we say effing suddenly? Effing. We always say fuck on this podcast. When you've got a... Probably I'm getting trained for, for the radio. The word fuck, though. Well, I think it's because on my other show now, I'm, I can't swear because it's going to be on radio, so I've got to... If I swear, it's got to be bleeped. You need to make the most of it on this show. I've genuinely got to go by radio standards. Anyway, broadcast standards, sorry. But he basically implies, he goes, uh, yeah, why the fuck are you bringing me a case out of nowhere when you've got a stack of cases on your mm-hmm. fucking desk? Get on with it! <laughs> and he sort of says it without saying it, which is cool. Pretty much, yeah. But it, it, he, he can't get too mad in this one because there is a dead body there. Yeah. But this was a lovely, lovely little scene, though. So then we go down to, you know, the, <laughs> kind of realize, there is a naked dead body down there. Um, and Ray's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see to that. So he wanders on down and there's, you know, there's got your forensic lady and the naked body and everything. <laughs> and then, oh, a lovely scene with the forensic lady. It is, it's a lovely, lovely scene, isn't it? And then, you know, Benny comes wandering down and he says exactly what's happened before anyone else has had a chance yeah. to say anything. And, and the forensic lady's going, well, it's too early to say anything. I really wouldn't like to commit... And then uh, Benny looks to go, right, this, that, and the other's happened. Like, and there's this uh, many fractures, this many breaks. Yeah. This, you know. It must have fallen from so-and-so high. And and then lady goes, yeah, I reckon that's right. <laughs> and the second go, she was saying to Ray, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I know. Oh. And there is something lovely about how in every time, it's how people respond to Ray and how Ray goes about it with people mm. and how Benny is so charming and so lovely. And people respond to him differently because of it. And, you know, they just want to to help him because the way he is. Ah, Benny. <laughs> yeah, just shows being nice sometimes <laughs> pays off. It, it can pay off. It can pay off. And also, this is the one and only scene where we get to see Diefenbaker. We yeah. don't see him anywhere else. This is it. This is his scene. He makes the most of it. I was going to say another point. You know why nice guys finish last? Because when you're with a nice guy, you're finished. You're done with it. Aww. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> size. Yeah, lovely uh, Deef scene. Yeah. Uh, although it is another Diva Baker moment. Hashtag Diva Baker. Absolutely. Where uh, Diva Baker is there with the... Because Benny explains that since they've moved to Chicago, because there aren't many... Or any blonde ladies in the uh, in uh, yeah where they come from with the Inuit mm. that he's become fascinated <laughs> with them since they moved. Fascinated with the blondes. Yeah, uh, he likes a blonde, which uh, 
Nicola was rather pleased with. Yes. Being a blonde yourself. I am indeed. Well, thanks for that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm adding a lot to the show here right now. She was just sitting down. <laughs> I was. I've just been for drinks. And... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you like the fact that, that uh, uh, Ethan Baker I don't likes see, the blonde? Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Good no. taste. What well, more can you say? They are hard work, though. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you piss them off. <laughs> so why are you so pissed off every time I'm around? I don't I get don't it. I don't know. I've never... Yeah, I don't know. Might be why I drink so much more. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was when Benny was saying to uh, to the uh, forensic woman, she was he was going, it's like... No, no, Teeth, you cannot stay here just because you want to. You've got to learn those boundaries. You've got to do what you're told. I was going, oh, no, it's okay. That's exactly... I was looking at Dottie there because that happens every time I'm out with her and she jumps up on someone or she's doing something she's not meant to, begging for treats and stuff. I go, I get, no, no, no begging. And the person always invariably goes... It's okay. She can have a dream. It's like no, you're not teaching her the right lessons. Okay. Yeah. It's like when you're on a kid, and someone goes, "No, it's okay. They can have sweet tea." It's no, I'm trying to teach them. Yeah. Oh, grandparents normally. Yeah. It's just anyone who sees a cute kid or a dog. It's like no, no. Of course they can have one. Oh, excuse me. Boundaries. Boundaries and burps. Sorry. That could be the name of your episode. <laughs> Boundaries and burps. Boundaries and burps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next. <laughs> That's the new version of uh, Funs Out, Runs Out. Runs Out, Funs Out. Yeah, you've got to get that the right way around. I'm ill, shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. God, my head is so spinning right now. That's no excuse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no excuse. We're not taking any excuses today. Apparently Absolutely not. None. Absolutely none. Well, I think following on for this, um, Benny decides he needs to get himself committed into this psychiatric facility. <laughs> but this is the only way that he's going to find out what's going on. Well, and that leads me to a clip I like to call Fraser Be Crazy. <laughs> So, first of all, what the fuck was that noise? Now, as I mentioned before on this podcast, I basically record the clips by aiming my iPad at the TV. So what the fuck was going on that made the... No one farted over the microphone. Although, can I say that the microphone was closest to you at that point? Yeah, but it wasn't. By my anus, you know, it wasn't there. Anus. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a new word for it? I have to I call think, it that I word. I forget, he used to, it might have been a Vic and Bob one. Yeah. Someone like that. Reeves and Mortimer. I need to adopt that at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you ask your um, The patient's got swelling around the anus. <laughs> the what? The anus. It's a technical term, <laughs> you know. It's very Egyptian, actually, it does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. 
like it. <laughs> the star gates open. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Although I did notice in an earlier clip as well, on a little side note, that Dottie was snoring while I was playing the clip, and I could also hear on the clip Dottie snoring. So she was basically synchronising with us. So she was harmonising. She's good at that. <laughs> I really like that clip that we are. Um, oh, fantastic. Because you, you, you don't get a sense that he's really kind of playing up to the um, interviewer either. Because no, at all. That's just how he is. That's how he talks. That's the kind of thing he says. It's not unusual for him. Yeah, it's enough to get him committed for evaluation. Oh, what a beautiful um, hint to the pilot there as well. Mm. Uh, it's... Uh, I was on the. Uh, I was going after. I was being hunted by some people. This then the other's happening. It takes exactly two hours to tell. Exactly two hours. <laughs> Which is what the pilot would be without breaks in America. Perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. But also the thought that he's timed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, oh, I love those uh, little hints to the fourth wall. Like they've got one later with Leslie Nielsen, which I won't get into right now. Okay. Saving yeah. it. No, I actually love that clip. Yeah. So yeah, he gets himself committed to the um, sane asylum. I want to say, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to call this the psychiatric facility. Let's just call it the psychiatric psychiatric facility. facility. I think that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to call it the sane asylum. <laughs> Everything I want to call it just sounds worse. I think both those are okay. Psychiatric <laughs> facility and same sign. I think the same sign's a bit old yeah. fashioned. Psychiatric facility, that's good, I think. But once he's actually in there, we kind of find out what's going on. You know, there's a drug trial. And yes. And that was my knee clicking for anyone listening knee. at home. Old man, that was your knee. <laughs> Sports injury. <laughs> old man. It's, a it's literally like, look, I'm proud of my one sports injury <laughs> from kickboxing. He's these sports. Okay. Anyway, go on. You put me off now. What was the name of the guy? Because I said this later. There's the guy who was the main uh, psychiatric guy. The guy who was the yeah, jump yeah. in the beginning. It was... Have you got it there? Okay, oh, just do your notes oh. in order. I'll look it up. <laughs> What's the next note that you've yeah, got? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so there's, there's a drug trial going on, which... One of the things I liked about this is it's still something that's relevant today. You, there's still a huge amount of problems that goes on yes. with drug trials. It's still very, very relevant. This is an old programme, but... It's I... really difficult as well with drug trials mm. because there are, for very good reasons, such stringency around them. Yes. But at the same time, you've got people who are, who are certainly going to... Who are certainly going to die anyway. Yeah. So I almost feel like... And I get it. The, the reason why they don't want to pe put people on willy-nilly even if they are dying it's because it can skew the results it can do all sorts of things when then you know they're trying to be very careful about who gets it and who gets placebo all this so putting people in trial is a very serious matter but if someone's definitely dying it's almost like well what's the worst thing if they sign waivers what's the worst thing that's going to happen of them mm. trying this and i think they should almost be as well if it's a if it's something which is past stringent test pre-human trials I think there should almost be a waiver that someone can sign going I'm happy to take this drug this will not be included in part of the trial mm. so it doesn't skew results there will be trial patients which do go towards work out but if someone accepts that blame isn't a chance better than you know if you're certainly dying anyway can I just say though yeah. that um, how would you actually know 
you can't test those results though because if they're dying anyway you won't ever know well that's my feeling as a result of well that's my feeling yeah that so to speak but if the drug's meant to prolong life you'll know if it has you know if they've lived well i mean you can't ever tell because there's a variance because they may have had a prolonged life anyway well they take as an average when when they you could only test it on a human a what I mean is, in a way, or, or, no, no, well, you can't. You no. can't. Sorry, but what you do is you do it on so many, tr- yeah. so many patients. It's a cancer trial. Mm-hmm. You take it over, just pulling numbers out there, but over a hundred patients. You give the the actual drug to, give a hundred a placebo, and if the people who actually took the drug have significantly increased um, survival rates to the ones who are on the placebo, mm-hmm. you can see there's that they've. The drug has made a difference on one person scale. You can't tell that, no. but over the course of several people, you can tell if no, the lifespan's being increased compared to the average for that disease. Mm. But I'm saying, if someone's dying anyway, it's almost like there could be a, a special thing of like, well, here's the drug. If you if you accept the risks, I don't know. I've got it's some very a really tricky thing. Is I get why they're so stringent about it, though. I'm not saying anyone's mm. doing anything wrong by doing that, but it's almost like yeah, if you're dying anyway. I mean, this is a very difficult thing because it's about people who are suicidal. And and what the lady is saying is, is that, you know, even if they have... <laughs> what the ladies, you know, in this drug trial was saying is that if these people hadn't received any drugs, they might have committed suicide anyway. But during the trial, I think there was about five people that committed suicide. Which, I mean, it seems rather a lot of people, you know, you're in a facility, five people have committed suicide. Yeah, you'd want to look into that and see what's going on. I mean, it's difficult to say how many people have not committed suicide because of it. I think this is a very difficult trial. Whatever they're doing, it's it. And they had this wonderful phrase, which turns out means to commit suicide. They're saying, uh, oh, they've gone to the blue room. Yes, the blue so, room, yeah. So Benny's looking for this blue room and it turns out it's the window ledge because yeah, blue rooms yeah. means their mood is blue. The mood is so blue. So they jump out the window. So, yes, I mean, straight away they're looking for something that's not physically there. Oh, and the patient, I found it. It's uh, Michael uh, Riley is the lead patient yeah. who's got the brother who's uh, disappeared slash presumed to have died. Mm. Uh, he's play, played by Walter Sparks. Now, this is interesting just because this guy uh, was in... I don't know why this is interesting, but uh, there was a show which I watched a while back, which I was pretty sure it was him, called Being Erica, where he played Dr. Tom. It was one of those shows which, for me, is a complete... Well, some people call it guilty pleasure. I don't like that phrase because I say, if you like something, just own it. Mm. I'm not guilty about it. But it was something which is objectively pretty shit, but I enjoyed. It was like... It's like when he kind of go for a wobbly tooth and you just keep moving even though it's like ah ah why am I doing this now can't stop yourself okay (laughs) I just couldn't stop watching it I'd like every episode after episode I watched every single one but my god it was cheesy as shit it was really not good Uh, and they even had in the last series I think they got a lot of sponsorship deals which was so blatant. They go, well, I'm just buying this new self-parking car. Wow, this is amazing. And how much is it? <laughs> and they had one with Tetley Infusions. So there was one character who their main... One of, the, one of the really known things about the character was they always had to have their coffee and it had to be done in a very specific way. And if they didn't, oh, they got so mad every time their coffee was screwed up. And the main character, Erica, brings them in a herbal tea by Tetley Infusions one day. 
And she goes, well, this is delicious. Well, screw my coffee. That's it, it was such an established thing that if you get their coffee wrong, they won't even try it. They won't even think about it. But Tally Infusions comes along way. <laughs> way. It was just so obvious. It was it was painful. <laughs> okay. Somehow I enjoyed it even more. It was just so bad. <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes breakers would be so good they're bad, can't Anyway, that was Michael Riley. He's a yeah. great... Oh, no, Michael Riley's the actor. Yeah, so Walter So Sparks, Sparks is the character, yeah. sorry. So Michael Riley, I mean, he's actually, he pops up in quite a few bits here and there. He's got a wonderful CV. Yeah, he's a really good actor, but yeah. And he was even quite good in being Erica, even though it was an objectively shit show. Mm. Okay. So I think something that was picked up on was, you know, yeah. it's like even though like Benny has been kind of committed to this um, psychiatric ward, he, he's kind of like all in kind of white, kind of showed that he's a... Um, Patient. Patient there. But he's got his Mountie hat on. The whole yes. time he's there, the Mountie hat is on. And that, I think that's kind of showing us uh, he's in there, but he is, he's at work. He's on the case. He's I, on the case. I love the way that the psychiatric nurse, he was there and he's going, it's like, uh, if you want to keep that hat, you'll play nicely. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll behave yourself while you're in here. And it was just a device to humour them. Humor. I like the fact they wrote that in that... Mm. They, you know, they they uh, worded it within the script. That mm. That's why they'd let him keep it to keep him on side and to build trust. Because that's something that might happen mm. in a psychiatric hospital. Oh, yeah. But if he just had it, we'd been going. It's like, well, why has he got it? You know. But they they wrote it in. That's <laughs> they good. Wrote it in. They I, wrote I like that. I don't mind adding one line of dialogue which just explains something away. That's all you got to do sometimes. But if it's not there, it can seem a bit jarring. That well, why they let him keep his hat. Yeah, so that was nice. And I agree. Yeah. And all I kept thinking is Tom Jones. <laughs> you can leave your hat on. <laughs> Actually, through most of the episode, I believe all you were thinking is like, oh, Benny looks nice. I did in he this did, episode. Didn't he, he, nice. did. He, did. he did because he got rid of that red outfit. <gasps> Which, no, sorry, I've got to be clear. The red outfit's nice, but he just looked a bit rough and ready in the... Uh, in the civvies clothing, if I could say that. We say rough and ready, just neatly quaffled, like a uh, quaffled, is that right? A ne- nice neatly uh, trimmed jacket. It seems very precise. Yeah. yeah. He drinks in my head. And I think you would like... like him in broom men when he's more of a, uh, a flawed men. human. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch broom men with you one day, you'll love it. Ah, uh, okay. All right then. Great film. He's great, great in it. He's, yeah, he's not Mr. Perfection, as in... And in all fairness, as uh, Johnny Whitetrash put it, better than it's got any right to be that movie. Yeah, it's really good. Really so good. So damn it's charming. It's definitely Gary that film. I have to show Gary. Come on. Right, okay. Film. We, we need, will go around yeah. this. We'll all watch it. We'll all watch it together. It'll be great. We'll have a broom men party. Cool. <laughs> Which sounds okay. more perverted than more it's meant rum. to be. And make sure we get two bottles of Coke because we run be, out. Yes. <laughs> tons of rum. Lots of broom men. Anyway. <laughs> Lots of Diet Coke for you. Some OJ for me. <laughs> How can I run out of Coke? What's going on? What's happened in my life? <laughs> anyway, that was an episode. So, Ray turns up. He goes to visit his friend in, in the same, same asylum. Same asylum. Same asylum. <laughs> the same one, yeah. Oh, psychiatric facility. Let's stick to calling it that. Yes. So Ray turns up to visit Benny, and 
I have to say, now Ray is not on trial, as I'll put it. He's back to kind of, you know, his Ray shirts. Mm. <laughs> he's back to having a bit of funkiness going on in his now, shirts now. Now, we did comment, though, this wasn't high on the Ray shirt no, scale. No. No. But it was seemed. But, yeah. I mean, maybe they saved the louder shirts for when he's wearing it all episode. Because mm. this one, he's been wearing quite not, you know, not loud, quite uh, a demure kind of like uh, sensible clothes for most of the episode. Mm. So maybe they felt it's like, well, we don't need to go big to make the big difference. If we go for a medium Ray shirt, a five on the Ray shirt scale, as I think we all agreed. <laughs> I'm sure the wardrobe used to call them that. Yeah, if we go for a level five, they've got <laughs> the them graded five. in the wardrobe. If we go for a level five, that'll be enough to make the point. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a step up from the sea, wasn't it? Um, I'm trying, trying desperately to read my own writing now. The key, their key is... The key? Oh, hold on. It's to... I mean, in your own, in your own time, Michelle. I'm, so, I'm choking on me. I thought I was the one who was struggling to speak this episode. No, the thing was, in this in this scene, which I've just realised now I can actually read my writing, I mean, one of the things that uh, Benny has to go through is the, the, the taking the medications. Yes. He doesn't want to ingest these medications. No. So what does he do? He controls his own saliva. So he doesn't... Of course he does. Well, so what do you do in that scenario? So he's still got the tablets. When he meets up with Ray, he's still got the medication. And he gives it to Ray so Ray can take it away and analyse it. But um, you know, he says to Ray, the key is to control your own saliva ducts. Can so, I ask a question? As a nurse, can you actually control your own saliva ducts? Well, can no, Ray... No, not the nurse. No, no, but, but, Michelle's the nurse. But can Benny is the question. Can not the average human. You know. <laughs> the average human, I would say no. <laughs> but if you're a Mountie who was specifically trained to do such a thing. I mean, Benny, of course I believe Benny can control Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm not talking about any normal man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that produces a lot of saliva. I would struggle. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I know. <laughs> Honestly, there is, if I don't... I mean, I'm average, Nicola. <laughs> Not sure. I'll, I'll do the research on that. <laughs> I do tend to produce a lot of saliva, and I find if I don't talk for a little while, I sometimes don't realise how much saliva I've built up in my mouth, and I'll start a conversation, I'm like... <laughs> because there's a lot of saliva. <laughs> how much rum have you had? <laughs> this is not to do with rum. This is, this is me normally. I, I build up a We're lot. sharing all this information, is what I meant. Well, maybe but... not the sharing of information, but I do tend to build up a lot of saliva in my mouth. So okay. this is something I would struggle with. Another Michelle, all these years I've known you, all these years I've known you, and you can still learn something about someone. Anyway, no, no, I mean, this is something my family just know about me because I, I, I dribble, I draw. <laughs> you sure you want to share this with our listeners? <laughs> Probably not. It's, it's a bit late to take it back now, isn't it? What, just bit? <laughs> I naturally just produce a lot of saliva. So, I, I mean, I would definitely struggle to um, control it, but I don't doubt that Benny can. <laughs> So, uh, how, how many more notes have we got? Have we got much to go? Oh, we're getting through. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, let me get on to that searching of the blue room, which I think we've already established. It's yeah, we've done that. Yeah, 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 room. Yeah. It's, it, it's a ledge, really. Um, north by northwest. That's the Hawk and Hansel bit. Yeah, yeah. So that was north and north. yeah we covered um, that. That's fine. 
So basically, there's a lovely scene where they go through. Uh, actually, no, I will go into that scene a bit because that's where they uh, bring in the quote by Shakespeare, and uh, there's a really lovely scene. I love they, the fact they have these scenes where Benny seems so serious all the time, and the comedy almost comes. I've I've mentioned this before. The comedy comes from how serious he is, much like Leslie Nielsen in his best performances. It's because he's acting really straight mm. that that. The absurd things he's doing are so funny. Yeah. But in this episode, in this moment, as they do quite often in South very effectively, he talks really seriously about his when his mum's dying and uh, like he didn't notice, but over time his dad grew a beard yeah. and mm. uh, his mum grew weaker and when mm. his mum passed away mm. he just fell to pieces. Then one day he got up and there was oatmeal and banana, I believe it was, yeah, yeah. waiting on the table for him. Yeah. It's just really lovely little story, and I like these moments of seriousness. They're not they're not scared to have a serious moment to offset the comedy. And m- m- some of my favourite comedies have got moments like that. Uh, it's the only fools and horses thing. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they were so good at doing that, and I think you need those moments. That that's why it's so drama and comedy can be as one in shows like this. By doing it this way. I thought it was an absolutely beautiful quote as well. When my mother died, my father stopped living. Yes. Lovely. And the only difference between this... The only reason why I think this is a drama with comedy as opposed to a comedy with dramatic moments Mm. is the length of it. So if it's an hour long, it's a drama with comedy. If this was a a half an hour sitcom, it would be comedy with drama in it. But it's the same kind of thing. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> I've written <laughs> trying to move on from that I've written wind blowing from the south yeah that was we've already covered that yeah, yeah. I listened <laughs> I've just like seemed to have just randomly written stuff I listened with my eyeballs <laughs> oh yeah yeah there was a moment where he was saying about that but uh, I don't know how we'd convey that really because <laughs> it it, like, basically it, basically uh, Benny was talking about how he's observant and he notices things <laughs> So he wasn't listening, listening, he was observing things. Yeah. Which was... Then they both end up in straight jackets. Yeah. And that was quite fun. <laughs> Is this some sort of weird got... fancy of yours, Michelle? No. Ray and Benny in a room, tied up. Why would that be a What's fancy this made me think of the film we were watching earlier, <laughs> Pulp Fiction? Yeah, with, with the um, ball gags. Yeah. And Michelle came up with a wonderful line while we were watching that scene in Pulp Fiction of, uh, why have they got just two ball, ba- b- ball, ball bags? bags. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. Sorry. I never said that. <laughs> what Michelle actually said, I'm going to blame the cold for that. What Michelle actually said was, why have they got two ball gags? Who's got two of those lying about? Like one would be normal. Like Michelle's like, well, of course everyone's got one. Have you not got one? <laughs> well, there's the one you left around last oh, time you came around, oh, but uh, <laughs> told you not to take it out. Anyway. I thought you just loaned it to me. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> also You're thrown now. <laughs> That's thrown now. Oh, God. So, yeah, so demonstrate jackets, I think, probably reminded you of that scene. Well, what I was going to say. It was, it was it kind of then took them back to their um, normal states of like Ray kind of overacting, panicking, 
and Benny is just like, hmm, I'm in a straitjacket. <laughs> he's, he's so calm about it. He goes, you know what I need to do here? Just dislocate my shoulder, move around there, and you can get out of a straitjacket. It's that easy. Is that, I know, and the calmness. There was, he's just dislocated his, his shoulder and moved it. There's no pain. He's so calm. He's so collected. I mean, I'm someone that has suffered for many years with dislocating knees. Yeah. I was never that calm and that collected when Although I was I do believe there are some people who can dislocate their shoulder without it hurting. So I think Houdini could do that. I think that's one of the reasons why that, he could... Yeah, maybe that is how some magicians have done it. That's not how I used to do it as a kid. No, no, you just used to fall. Like, I hugged you once and your leg dislocated. That's a true story. I'm not even making that shit up. I said, oh, hi, Michelle. And so, yep, my leg's just gone. Are you hugging her knees then? No, no. It's hard to tell. She's so tiny. I leaned down, I grabbed. It could have been her knees. I mean, it's like trying to hug a mouse. It's a... <laughs> Yeah, and I was never that calm about it, I have to say. I was like, oh, I could uh, turn this into a positive and get out of a weird situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was more like, ah, <laughs> F, my knee's out, I need to get it back in, all oh, that hurts. You know, a lot of things go through your head, but I was never that calm. <laughs> so then, next night? Yeah, there must Is there much more have we done, uh, pretty much? Oh, there's loads more, loads more. Oh, uh, really? Long what? episode. One an hour, 16, 17. Oh, I said all. <laughs> Um, I thought there was loads. <laughs> well, we, we, we've covered some that I hadn't uh, picked up on. Shall we just skip over the last few bits? Basically. Oh, no, no, there was one, okay. I, wanted, one okay. I wanted to pick okay. up on. Okay, okay, okay. They're, when they're in this room and, you know, they kind of escape from their straitjackets, they're still in this, like, padded room and, and, you know, Benny's trying to find where, like, the air is coming from because I haven't suffocated this air. And then he starts, you know, ripping apart this padded bit and he's it, like ah oh, I've sharpened my buckle like oh. who does that yeah, yeah. Who Batman does that, does that? It, it was a nice thing of yeah you were saying about like how Batman 1966 Batman he was prepared he for everything he would have known and he would or as you were saying earlier 1919 66 oh yeah some yeah some some 66 66 Batman, Batman. would have done that yeah yeah. Adam West would have been on. Yeah, maybe on Adam West. Yeah. Well, no, he would maybe have had. And Adam West. He would have had. Rub, that was sharp in Absolutely. He would have had no. padded wool melting spray or something in his have. utility he belt. He But I kind of oh. like. I like the idea that everything on Benny's outfit is prepared to help him out of the situation. I know. That, that, that's kind of what it felt like, wasn't it? It was like the superhero thing then. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, okay, I can dislocate my shoulder again out of here. I've sharpened a buckle. I can get out of here. If it, I need was... to knock out a, a baddie uh, to 40 paces, I just throw my hat and it'll hit exactly. him in the head and it, knock it, him out. It, it and was now we're going Bond there. Yes. Aren't yeah. we with, yeah, I can't remember his name, that... but... Blofeld. No, no, no. Odd job. I'm thinking of odd job, yes. Odd job, sorry. It was that kind of ridiculous, and and then they, you know, Benny and Ray, they go to the room. They're trying to get him to the passcode onto the computer on the nurses station, and Ray, um, sorry Benny, that he he couldn't see what the nurse the, had been putting in previously for her passcode, but he <laughs> through her he learned the tune. Yeah, he it. kind of like learned the tune, and it took like a few goes. It's like was it like I've been working on the railroad? Yeah, it was that kind of thing that. 
And he realised it was another tune, I think. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a slightly different tune, but it was similar. But he managed to get the passcode. The panto the to the typing, if you listen now, different <laughs> keystrokes hit at different times will make a different sound. And it sounded almost exactly like I've been working on the railroad. I think, yeah, I think these couple of scenes, they were very kind of like this kind of old 60s superhero <laughs> kind of scenes, weren't they? Ooh, a bit premature. That was the open theme, I don't know why. <laughs> A little bit premature. <laughs> or late. Oh, no. oh, coming early or late? I'm not sure. It's never happened to me before. <laughs> How I, uh... Did you come early or did you come late? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll put that on your cold. It's never happened to me before. I'm very tired and stress has been getting to me. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Ah. Uh, Oh god, Dottie does not look impressed at any suggestion of sex talk. It's like, hey, look, I may lick, lick my own bits, but daddy talking about sex, I don't approve. And she's only six. Yeah. She's she's, six, she's, she's eight. eight. No, she's eight. Oh, she's eight. Yeah. Oh, bless her. Sorry. Yeah, but I look sick, she said. You're a she big said. girl now, aren't you? She's yeah. thinking I'm a big girl. So, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the episode now. Um... So we get to a point where, you know, this guy um, who's been, you know, like they've been captured and this woman, she wants to get rid of them. <laughs> She's like, kill them, get rid of them. They're, they're a hindrance to us. She wants to murder them. And the guy that's been running the, um, I still want to call it the insane asylum. It's like I've got all Gotham on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching Gotham? I'll do. No, but for some reason, every time I want to say it, I want to say the insane asylum. Yeah, at Arkham Asylum. Yeah. yeah, the asylum. I don't know why I'm thinking Batman all the time. Arkham um, Asylum is where is where they put the baddies in uh, Batman. Yeah, I know. It's like even I know that. Even I know that. Is that because of Gary playing the game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I just want to keep saying the insane asylum. Anyway, okay, go anyway, on. The psychiatric facility. I know we we are digressing. <laughs> Um, I've gone what's all that. Okay. Again, shall we skip to the end? Well, I'm trying to skip to the end. That's, that's my problem. I'm trying to skip to the end. Um, yeah. Do you uh, bang up job with it? I think you've got giggly women with you tonight. That's what it is. Because this is what I get when I get three wounds running me. Anyways, the, the, the man... It's between Dottie, of course. Like charge, yeah, he's man. kind of like in charge yeah. of the um, psychiatric facility. And also kind of in charge of the um the, the trials that's going on. And the woman, this horrible, horrible woman who's just willing to kill everybody, she doesn't care, just to show that, oh, this drug works, let's sell this drug. Um, he's like, no, 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 you know, you know, I'm not happy with this drug, we can't sell it. And I think he goes um, to kill himself. Yeah, there's a nice moment. Uh, the guy who, uh, what did I say he was in? I recognised him from um, some... Yeah, you oh, yeah, did. say... Oh, did you say... No, you didn't say Futurama. That was something else. That was, was that part fiction else? from earlier. <laughs> yeah. I've watched the two together. Oh, God. Okay, never mind. Doesn't matter. Let's oh, just move on. The blonde and the brunette. <laughs> Both anyway, blonde on the inside. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so there's... This older guy, he's, he's really not happy with, you know, this, um, the trial of the drugs and how it's all going, and he's going to jump off the, this ledge. And, um... Benny ends up jumping through a window to save him. And I'm doing the actions like everybody can see me. 
So keep talking. He jumps through a window to save the man. And that is where my... That's where my notes end. Okay, and apparently that's where your talking ends. I was looking up the, the guy, but I can't find him. No, um, I don't know what his name is. I don't know who he is. He's yeah. a man. I he is a man. He that's is, true. He was a man. He is a man. That's I well know spotted. Who he is. I know. I'm very observant. He was a man which was sense. recognised by me from a thing. And now <laughs> is I that a nurse thing where you can recognise the difference between a man and a woman? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the talent that Michelle's got. Especially when you're deciding who's going to go where in a male bay or a female bay, it helps. Ah. You know, and we don't always have to check. No, that's good. Male bay. Yeah. Well, whoever he is, he's got a picture on <laughs> IMDb, so I can't find him. I don't know who he is. Okay, anyway, mm -hmm. that's not important right now. What is important, Michelle, is of course. Deciding certain things, which first which of all, actually, is going to be really, really tricky. But this well, episode. I think I think it's going to be one easy one anyway. What's your favourite Stephen Baker moment of the week? Hmm. Mm. Well, out of all the one moment, it, yeah, Stephen Baker moment there, is there the was one. one. There was yeah. the Stephen Baker likes blondes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was like the. Deeps prefer, prefer blondes. <laughs> Deeps prefer blondes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our favourite Stephen Baker moment. That has to be. So uh, Nicholas will ask you as well. So be ready. So we got um, have a most American. Okay. Most Canadian. Mm -hmm. Of the week. So. Okay. Um, so let's start off with most Canadian, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is this is going to be an an interesting one. An interesting one. An interesting. Well, what? Bizarrely, I'm going to go for the Irish priest as the most Canadian. Okay. I know. Okay, yeah, I'll go. I, know. I like it. I like Quite it. Weird, yeah. Go with it. But I think he was a good dude, trying to do some good. Nice mm -hmm. guy, trying to help out, and he ends up helping out the um. Walter, once he comes out of um, I still want to say the insane asylum. I can't get that out of my head now. Once he comes out of the psychiatric psychiatric facility, he gives him a job. You know, cleaning the church. He ends up being a bit OCD. I'm sure that'd be fine though. Nice sparkly clean church. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go for the priest. You know, he was good. Priest. Guy. The priest. You know, this is where um, I'm gonna enjoy this again. Because again, there's been a Canadian on the screen oh, the whole time. Have I not noticed the and you've not noticed. Michael Riley. <laughs> Michael Riley, who I was talking uh, about earlier, Walter Sparks, as he is in this episode. He's actually Canadian. He's an actual Canadian. So uh, he's my Canadian of the week. We had a Canadian. <laughs> Your Canadian of the week. Well, actually, as soon as you said it, I was going to go with the priest. Thank you. And the reason I was going to go with the priest... Because you couldn't think of another... <laughs> no. No, there is some logic behind my priest thought. Yeah. Was that he's Irish. Yeah. We thought he might be a bit of a... The Irish. <laughs> much the Canadians <laughs> of Europe. No. <laughs> he's Irish. <laughs> he, we thought there was a bit of American accent in there. Sod it. If we can't decide, he can be Canadian. <laughs> yeah. That was my thought. Irish there. mixed with American equals Canadian. That's Canadian. That's what we all know. That was, that was my thought process. <laughs> sure. So, uh, why not? So, and again, you can't have the regular cast, of course. Mm -hmm. Who's your American of the week? My most American 
which I'm finding a little bit trickier than Canadian and I'm not still thinking as I try and slow this down. Ah, <laughs> oh, my most American. I, I always feel like I'm being really, really mean. <laughs> You do usually have the most judgmental reasons. I think I'm going to go for the lady in charge of the drug trials. Why? American dream. What? Getting on drugs. Making money. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with it. At the expense of everybody else. Do you know who I'm going to pick? Father Behan, the Irish priest. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, do you know why? Why? American dream. Uh, because <laughs> people come to Ireland because it is an immigrant nation, no matter how much Trump takes it off the fucking website. <laughs> they are an American, they're an immigrant nation. And that guy sailed there as an American and uh, came there to help people out and to make the country better. What more could the American dream ask for? Mm-hmm. Why do, you always, Boom. why do you always make the American dream sound nice and I always make it sound evil? Fuck, well, some nice person who loves our American cousins, that's all. I am going for the bus driver. Because, oh. and I'll tell you why. Oh, I like this. Yeah, he says, can you take me to Mike's house? Drives him there and says, here it is. And obviously they find there's no such house. Hmm. Gets back on and the bus driver goes, oh, they must have moved. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. Why is that American? Because I they're all a bunch think, of liars. Is that no, what you think? No, I'm just thinking. It says it's very ABC. It's very simple in your thought process. But I'm sorry, I took you to Mike's house. If Mike's so not there, people. it's not my problem. Obviously, he's moved. Black and white. I'm sure how that gets American, but okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> I think it's very straightforward. American, sure, why not? Right. So, uh, I think that's all the orders of business. <laughs> oh, not so fast, Detective Squee. Unfortunately, we'd forgotten to record our marks out of ten for this episode. So I guess this will be straight jackets out of ten this week. So, Nikki and I both went for six each. And Mounty Michelle went for seven out of ten for this episode. So, uh, that's our little marks, uh, because we forgot to do it when we were recording. Now, back into us signing off. I've been Detective Squee. Our guest Mountie this week has been... Nicola. And uh, Jenny Soyce has been Dutty Baker. And uh, with me, as always, has been my drooling, (laughs) knee-dislocating, quite frankly, drunkard this week. (laughs) Well, we're always drunk. Co-host. When when is that new? Um, Mountie Michelle. Until next week, Michelle. If they had a compass, say, or if they had a hawk and a handsaw, which direction should they be hoping the wind's blowing in? North by north. No, do south by south. Do south by south. It was a joke from the the episode. No, shut up. Michelle, you had one direction to say. One direction. Of the episode.